Hello everyone, this is Two Beards in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth, and welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it, discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's just two friends just having a good time, so sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Beers in a Pod on this beautiful Sunday of March 21st, 2021. I'm Seth. I'm Chase. And welcome to the show. Now, uh, Chase, I've been hearing uh, some rumors here. <laughs> I need you to either confirm or deny these. All right. I need to know what's up. All right. I need to, I need to be on, on the 100 on this. Okay. Did you go to yoga? Yes. <laughs> no hesitation. I'm proud. I'm proud. Now, you know, um, so I've done yoga in the past. Uh, and it was, like, pretty, like, beneficial. Um, so I tried it again. And it was, uh, it was actually, it was good and it was bad, right? Because – okay. It was good because I was actually like stretching and like, you know, activating my core in a low, um, like impact kind of setting. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, yeah, wearing it out with like a bunch of crunches or sit ups or flutter kicks or whatever, right? Um, yeah, low impact is the way to go, but it was also bad because <laughs> it made me realize like. <laughs> how weak my core was and <laughs> like how much I need to stretch like more. I need to, stre- I'm like, so like, I was like, I could like touch my toes and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, uh, my body wasn't happy about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was like crying out. Like why? This is a Burger King. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? What do, you, what do you mean? This is, we're not squatting right now. We're, we're doing the opposite. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like, where's the chair? (laughs) (laughs) For real. No, I mean, and I I think uh because what's crazy about it, right, is like this whole like thing since I started my new job or whatever, right? Um, I haven't actually been to the gym at all. Um Uh, my really well, because my job is so active, man. It's like super active. Um, I just don't. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. At, well, okay. I'm not gonna say exhausted because I've been exhausted. But most days I'm okay. Like I guess I could go to the gym. Really, what it is is my knee and my back. Right. But especially my knee. Um, you know, we've talked about my knee and like how bad it is before, right? Like no cartilage. Yeah stuff like that bone on bone all the way through so that it takes a lot of toll like because in my job like and i may have said this before or not but like you know um i do not sit down like i'm either standing or i'm moving that's it the only time i'm sitting down is like at lunch that's it um so super active i mean i've 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 logged like almost twenty thousand steps in one day before that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's, like that's like seven point something miles, almost eight right. a day. But you basically rucked that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like 
if a truck comes in, if a truck comes in, like that means I'm chunking tires out of this truck because we only have two hours to unload a truck. Oh, okay. So, but yeah. So anyway, so yoga, so great. I mean, I, I. So is this helping you out? Like instead of going to the gym, like the yoga is because it's so low impact, or? Yeah, I would say so. Like I actually want to start going on a more regular basis. I really feel like that'll like help me even more. Now I'll be honest. I'm probably like most people, like when they hear the words yoga, what they envision <laughs> is a hot, sweaty room. Yeah. With like a weird dude giving the class, <laughs> you know, like that looks everybody got like, too yeah, long. he's got like the homeless beard with the hair, and the man bun. <laughs> And for oh some reason, gosh. he's shirtless. And you're like, dude, why are you shirtless? It's just <laughs> gross. Like, there's like this class is more than like, there's like 25% dudes. The rest is just women. <laughs> like, who are you showing up for, you know? <laughs> um, no, it wasn't nothing like that. Um, it was nothing like that at all. Uh, now, I do know that there are like different types of yoga, right? Okay. But yeah, this was just regular, like, just kind of. Get a good stretch and activate your core and just I feel like your basic yoga because I don't even know where you even do hot yoga like that sounds like well, un- kind unappealing of, to me. <laughs> like, yeah, I just what? figured because you're in Texas that everything's just hot. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like all right, we're gonna do our yoga outside. No, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like went from like a regular car car wash. It's a hot car wash now, <laughs> you know. Oh, you you going for a run? It's it's no longer a regular run. It's a hot run. <laughs> no, I mean it. Springtime here is pretty chill, right? Like it actually fluctuates more on the cold side than it does anything else. Like it'll be chilly in the morning, and then it'll be like seventy in the afternoon. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Speaking of which, um, I actually got to go out on the water uh, yesterday. Okay. Try my luck. Yeah, you, I, I imagine all that yoga probably tired you out. You need to you need to get out in the water there. <laughs> you know, do a little fishing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I borrowed I borrowed my buddy's kayak. Oh fishing from a kayak how'd that go because like i've always wanted to try that but i'm always afraid of like losing all my fishing gear off the kayak okay so the kayak that i was in and and i don't know if this is a debate or not okay but my thing is is like okay if i told you what is the one thing you think of when i say a sit in kayak go a sit-in kayak is probably like one of those enclosed kayaks that has like the little, uh, uh, I'd call it like the little stretchy cloth, you know, that would go around yeah. your waist. Okay. So, so you're actually you're, sitting in, not on top. Yeah. Now, if I said a sit-on kayak, what would you say? Go. Those open-faced kayaks that they sell at the Bass Pro, where they probably have like the whole line of like places where to put your reels. Okay. So this one was a fishing kayak. Right, but it was a sit-in right. kayak, right? Where it was okay. like it had like a shell, like where you like stick your legs into. 
Okay. But uh, apparently, apparently, there is that that type of kayak is not considered a sit in kayak. The sit in really? kayak is the one that you talked about, where it's super low to the water. Right. And I don't know. I don't know. But if we can get somebody to like message us or you know explain the fundamentals of kayaking (laughs) get like a sme on kayaking on the show like to like you know squash this debate yeah um no it was good it was good it was okay so fishing from a kayak so i was able to put because i consolidated all of my fishing stuff i mean you saw in the past how much fishing stuff i had you you have a lot because like just so you guys know, Mahalik's setup, he's a drawer person. Like, he has a specific, like, <laughs> takeout drawers of this box. Yes. Sets it up specifically for what he's trying to catch. He, he's got a whole system, as opposed to most of us that just have, like, the single box and just goes out in the water. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? he He's got, it like, a – he fills up the bat- bed of his truck with fishing stuff. <laughs> so, I actually sold 90% of my fishing equipment. Say what? Like, congratulations on not being a hoarder, but, you know, (laughs) that was a lot of stuff. I'm not going to lie. What was it? You had had crazy poles, too. You had, like, a bamboo pole uh, that you, like, put together. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, like, all all of those things are gone. I've consolidated down to, like, pretty much, like, three poles. Uh, Okay. And and, uh, a spin... Like an open face, a bait okay. caster, and then an, an extra bait caster in case like someone comes with me and then I'll have a bowl. Now, when you say bait caster, are you talking about the closed face with the button? Yeah, like where you have to like hold it with your thumb or whatever. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest, I'm a, I like those a lot. Just you don't get as much control as you do with the other one, but it takes less skill. <laughs> yeah, to, so to cast. Here's the thing, though. Um, yesterday. I, cause I was able to, um, you know, do some drop shotting with that, with that setup or whatever, but it was actually problematic because the, the weight was so light that it, it kept like giving me a hard time or whatever. So I don't know. It wasn't uh, the, the weight on the end of the hook or the weight of the pole itself, the weight on the end of the hook. It was too okay. light, so it kept like bird nesting or whatever, um, and I couldn't get a good good cast. Was it like windy or something when you were trying no, to cast, or it was just because it was so light. Like those those bait casters are set up to like optimal you, heavier heavier weight. Yeah, you like I usually you usually have like the little lead weight at the end of a where you yeah. just clamp it down. That helps out a lot. Did you not like? Did you not set it up that way before you got in the water? No, I just did like a straight like uh, braid to mono leader with the drop shot like quarter quarter like one quarter ounce weight for the weight. And that's it. So not very okay. he- not very heavy at all. No, because I was bed fishing pretty much. Oh, okay. So, so you're like getting pretty close to the shore in the kayak and yeah. Okay, well that makes a lot of sense too, because you like, you don't want to like, 
the reason you were probably doing that weight is you didn't want to like slam on the bottom, scare away the fish, and like right, exactly. And, it, and it's kind of like what we talked about last week, where you're just doing a little pop, pop. Yeah, pop, pop, pop. pop. Well, yeah, get get the motion. Try to make it act like a fish. It's for those of you at home. There's a lot that goes into fishing if you get into it enough. Yeah, for sure. So, but maneuvering around. Um, I, at, at first I did not have a good time. Like I was not having a good time. Um, the kayak kept turning. Um, and I was like, dang it. Like, and then like the rod was bird nesting. Um, and then I had my fly fishing rod in the, in the kayak with me. So that was kind of in the way. But once I was able to like, kind of get used to being on a kayak, and kind of set up your own system there. Set up my own system. Oh man, I had a I had a great time. I had a great time. So overall, overall, I recommend it. Just know that it is a lot different <laughs> than being on a boat. Because like, I think if I was on a John boat, oh, it'd be like it'd be like oh yeah, man, I'm having a great time. Now, when you were kayak fishing, were you on a lake or were you on like a river? I technically was on a river, but it connected. If you go down far enough, far enough, it, it connects to a lake. I see what you're saying. It's one of those rivers that go through a lake, kind of thing. Yeah, it was technically it was the middle. It was the middle Bosky. Okay. So right there, like dead smack middle of like everything. All so. right. Well, guys, I think we're going to take a quick break on that note. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more kayak fishing. And we're back. Hey, guys, right before we went on the break, we were talking about Mahalik's kayak fishing. Now, he was explaining some really good points about the positives and the negative and it sounded like overall you had a really great time though yeah no it was just it was nice to be on the water right like i would definitely do it again going into like what i learned from the whole experience i definitely would have wore um like water shoes so i wouldn't be scared to like get my feet wet um right because like it wasn't like a huge issue, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't right. a huge issue getting wet, but he was like, oh man, if, if I get wet, do I really want to? I say wear water shoes. So you're like, no fear of getting wet. You're like, yeah, right. that is, that is kind of like an issue when you go kayaking either way. It's like staying dry. You, you're going to get wet either getting in or getting out of the kayak. Well, also too, the dripping of the, from the paddles. Dripping right. out. Yeah, that's true. You're going to get like a little pool of water, especially like it sounded like the setup you had where it, it, it displaces the water where you don't sit on right on top of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good time. Um, it definitely makes me like know that I will not buy that style of kayak because the sit on kayaks usually especially the fishing kayaks they're longer and they're wider so you can actually yeah. stand up on them yeah it's like one of those paddle boards that yeah people are really bad at doing yeah like me <laughs> yeah but it's like more it's better it's it's better like weight di- distribution i feel yeah. like you'd get a little more control with it 
Yeah. And you got more stuff, more places to put your gear. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you got, like, the cargo nets and then a live well some, on some of them. If... Yeah. And, like, I've noticed, like, they, they'll have, like, pole racks on the side where you can stick yep. your poles so you can run, like, two, like, I think I've seen one where it's like you'd run six lines at a at a time. Yeah. Well, and I was I was actually fishing with some guys. Uh, this one dude had a uh, it was like a clamp, and I don't know if it's like an afterthought accessory, but essentially it was a clamp that like held a rod from the front. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I mean, essentially, like you could get out, and th- and this is why I'm I'm saying I'm bringing this up to to make a point. So because you could get out to a spot where you think they're gonna be. You could do like have like a little anchor, drop your little anchor, and then sit right. in your spot because you know what they caught um, two or three little bass on spoons, but these guys were hammering whites, and you know what they were catching them on? Take a guess. What? Take a guess. Oh, was it red worm? Minnows. Minnows. Minnow for the win, bro. Minnow for the win. Uh, that's true that's true if you're going for the big fish you do got to get a bigger bait see and that's why i that's the thing like i had bigger baits and they weren't even touching it and i think it was because like the the whites were smaller yeah you know what i mean oh yeah well it's like it's kind of this is kind of an interesting time of year for fishing too because it like you say it is kind of getting if i think was it the, about to get into spawning yeah. Uh, if if not already happening. Yeah, it's already point. it's already happening. It's already happening. They're already betting. Yeah. And at this point in the game, it's like, and I, I think that's probably what was happening is like those whites were probably like, oh, I need to get a lot of energy, probably going for the bigger baits. But then again, it's like fish are opp- opportune eaters. So right. If they find something they think they can eat, they'll probably eat it. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I had like big old Cinco's. I tried like a wacky rig. Um, they weren't hitting that. I tried like a bigger spinner bait. They weren't hitting that. I was like, well, if they're not going to go after my little spinner bait, they're definitely not going to go after my like buzz bait. Cause the, right. the, the hook, even like, even like a smaller buzz bait, you're looking at like a bigger hook. Right. You know, you're looking at a four or five aught hook on a on a buzz bait so i was like okay um but yeah man they're catching them on little bitty spoons almost like almost like something you would use for like crappie oh okay wow they're catching little baby spoons you know what i mean and they caught bass on that yeah white white bass okay they caught okay because they were schooling right that they were they were schooling or whatever and they just you know, they're bedding or whatever, they're moving. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good time. I'm definitely, like, excited about getting back out there and, like, trying some, you know, new stuff. Um, but what was fun about it was uh, – and fly fishing, like, my fly fishing run, it was – like, definitely wouldn't do it again um, off – that type of kayak like it is okay um that's why i want to sit on kayak that way i can stand up on it and then i can like you know get a good yeah good good like range good cast yeah good good motion or whatever but now i have a question since you were fishing for bass 
this whole time. And that was your explicit reason for going out fishing. That was like, I'm going to catch a bass today. Yeah. Now, with the amount of success that you had, would you consider yourself a bass pro? <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not a bass pro. <laughs> Considering that I like got completely skunked by the fish. Um, but I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a good time. It was definitely a good time, and you know, but see, here's the other thing too. Even if I used that same kayak, I would still bring my fly fishing rod, right? Because there was spots that you couldn't get to on foot. Like you had to have a kayak or a boat to get to like the little cut. Right. Like out coves and kind of things like that. Yeah. And then you could like kind of dock and then you could fish that spot if you wanted. You know what I mean? Or you could wait out right. or whatever. So definitely would bring it with me. It just, I wouldn't do it you know, um, off of a sit, sit in kayak or whatever. I'm just not that, right. I'm just not that good. My technique isn't, um, that, you know, good for it or whatever. So that sounds like you had a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, heard that you had a project that went successful. Speaking of having some fun. Oh, yes, yes. Like you went fishing, I built some shelves. <laughs> <laughs> man stuff, man stuff. You know. All, all across the board. Not as exciting, but I think the most exciting part was trying to get eight-foot two-by-fours inside my tiny focus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was skeptical at first. Like, I measured it out, and I knew it was like, I can at least get them in, but I don't know how many I can get in. Right. Did you have to like put your seats down and stuff like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I sent you uh, some pictures that are going to be on the website of me seat bel- belting my two by fours in the front seat. <laughs> Safety first, y'all. Safety first. <laughs> yeah. Hey, two by four lives. You know, I got you. You got to keep that baby from going through the window. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. So how did the how did the project go? I mean, was it was it like difficult? Did you use Harbor Freight tools? Like, can we trust these shells? <laughs> I did not use Harbor Freight tools. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I used Harbor Freight screws, I'm pretty sure the shells would be destroyed right now. <laughs> uh, but no, times. like speaking of like how we were. Uh, bash on harbor freight and tools the uh i think it was like two episodes ago i did my handy dandy lowe's trip nice you know got got everything at lowe's that i needed like a box of three inch screws uh two some plywood i got like seven two by fours and i'm glad i got the extra one I, i only planted i need six but i was like I'm glad I got seven. Oh yeah, you always got to get using all of it. Yeah, you always got to get at least one extra. This yeah, because like you can do all the math you want and be like, okay, this, well, the boxes they'll take like one, two, one and a half, two by fours, and I ended up using more than I needed, but it it worked out pretty well, and yeah, I think they look pretty snazzy for a uh, sixty dollars shelves, but you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, are, did you stain them or anything like that? Did you like? Are they just what I? I, I kept them bare uh, for the most part. Like I did stain. There's one part. Of, the rest of the shelves sit on a sill plate in my garage, but there's one leg that sits on the garage floor, and I just stained that leg. You know, to uh, prevent rot and okay. It, a lot of people kind of forget about this thing, but that is a garage floor, so it snows up here. Right, and you get water in your garage a lot. So. so, so would you say that staining and treating are two different things? Because I feel like that's two different things. I, I'd say so, because like you got to think, like when you're treating treated wood, like you have your pressure treated wood, which I probably should have used because that is the corner of the garage. But I'm cheap, and <laughs> pressure treated wood is expensive. <laughs> I rather get the six dollar two by four and eight foot lengths. Then get, I don't know. I think it was like, twenty, like somewhere around like twenty bucks for you know the pressure treated. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the stuff they, that they should put inside the house. Right, right. And like I'm thinking about going back and just gonna paint it all white to match the wall. But and that's what another thing I like about when you make shelves out of wood you can kind of customize it a little bit better as opposed to like getting like a plastic cabinet or like some metal shelves. Right. Uh, like I'm going to end up sticking some hooks for my weed, weed whip and my leaf blower on the side. And there you go. A little more organized for all my paint cans. Cause so I get a little OCD when I get into it, man. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. But there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like wanting to be, organized and and whatnot so yeah but no it uh went pretty well i was drinking highballs and (laughs) you know smoking my pipe the whole time because it's like that's that's the best part about doing a project by yourself at home right (laughs) you know and it it worked out pretty well i think they look pretty good and uh then i'm going on to my next project after this one yeah there you go so speaking of uh pipes and whatnot like how did uh breaking your pipe in go but i'm glad you glad you mentioned that it went pretty well for those of you guys that don't know and i i don't know if we talked about this on the show or not um like i got a new pipe while i was in gatlinburg but one of the crucial things you got to do is season your pipe yes when you get a brand new pipe it's important to season it correctly like when you get a brand new cast iron skillet you gotta you gotta get tried out a little while like you like break it in a bit you know put in some tobacco not a lot push it down a bit and just get that hot get it hot smoke it it'll be a quick smoke but you're trying to coat the lining of the pipe with kind of i want to say like a soot layer yeah but like kind of a smoke layer yeah yeah, just, you know, like smoke and resin or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, resin is probably the right word. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because I used to, uh, before I started getting into cigars, um, I used to smoke on a on a pipe or whatever. And it's a good time. Like, it's, it's super chill. Um, tobacco, like, you can really get... Um, into like some really good flavors um 
and different styles and like medium, you know, like oh yeah, you know, smokes or whatever. So it's a it's a good time. Like I think like pipe smoking, like any other hobbyist, or even like with cigars, it just depends how much you want to get into it. Right. Like you know, you can get like the super expensive handmade pipes, like. They were trying to sell me this at the store in Gatlinburg. Like, they were nice-looking pipes, but they're like, yeah, the artisan did this, and uh looks crazy. It's like, and if you stand it this way, yeah, it looks like a stone face. I'm uh, like, yeah, I'm like, well, that's nice and all, but I'm not spending 200 bucks on a pipe. Yeah. That is ridiculous. <laughs> spending so much money, you're like, I don't even want to smoke out of that thing. I was like, I will take the cheapest pipe with your package deal of throwing in some tobacco. Yeah the pipe cleaners and uh i will also take this nice little tool (laughs) that i can pat down and clean out my pipes with (laughs) right yeah i mean i i highly recommend if anyone ever decides to get into like pipe smoking or whatever just to go ahead and get everything you need at once because it's one of those things that like you don't feel like you need it until you need it and then you're like dang it yeah well, it's like, and I think any any tobacco store worth their salt, if you're buying a brand new pipe the first time, they're going to cut you, like, a package deal. Right. Like, they're going to throw in, like, some tobacco. Because, you know, you know what they say, the first smoke's th- free, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get you hooked. But, uh, no, it's, it's like, kind of speaking of smoking, too, it's like, people tend to forget like you also got to put your pipe tobacco in a kind of a humidor or like keep it out of the sun and stuff right that stuff can dry out yeah it can it can dry out now i kept mine um in like a little zipper pouch but the zipper pouch good. um on the inside it was almost like a it almost felt like a surgical glove kind of like a oh. latex lining or whatever and, and that's supposedly like really good for it it like keeps the moisture at the right keeps the moisture in and keeps it in the right kind of yeah like, temperament I, i'd say but I, like i never left the pouch like in my truck or anything i always like kept it on me oh yeah you can't like that that's the biggest mistake some people forget about like people will put like a victory cigar in their glove box and stuff i'm like unless that's in like a second like hum- humidor or something right yeah you're really like, you're really like rolling drying that out yeah you're really rolling the dice um especially like here in texas you know where like it can go from like 30 to like 90 in just one day you're you know really you're just kind of so yeah speaking of yeah i want to give some tips on uh pipe smoking uh just in case anybody wants to get into it so first of all Always make sure that you're, you know, giving your pipe, like we talked about, a break-in session um, where you are building that, like, layer around the inside of the pipe. Yeah, the resin layer or, like, your smoke layer. And then, two, when you're emptying your pipe, never, ever, ever smack your side of your pipe against something always use like the palm of your hand yeah like tap tap like even if you just turn it upside down and tap a little bit because if you pack it right 
the the cherry will stay in there. Right. You know, because you're, you're just tapping like with your little finger. Well, well, tap tap. Yep. And then like this, it, it, what's smoked up should like just fall out. Right. Because you know, if you do that, what you risk is you risk uh, breaking that part off the, where the stem is. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you break that stem, then you're you're out of luck. Because I'll be honest. I, I that I did create a pipe sin. I did do that. Uh-oh. I broke a pipe doing that. Uh-oh. But in my defense, I was new to pipe smoking. <laughs> it was my first one. Yeah. And I did not take care of that pipe at all. <laughs> You're like it, rolling around like it's like rolling around pretty much. I, I'd be I'd come back from, you know, a night on that town with the guys. I'm like, oh hey, let's smoke some tobacco. And we just, you know, be doing that. Eventually, it just broke. <laughs> yeah. And then I would say, like, lastly, um, make sure you stock up on, like, rubbing alcohol. Because that is what's going to be really good for cleaning uh, your pipe. Uh, oh. Just, just run-of-the-mill rubbing alcohol. Dab a little bit of that on the end of your pipe cleaner. Run that through. Clean that stem real good. Um. And then make sure you can, like, get that um, pipe cleaner on the inside of your bowl or whatever to kind of just wipe. Because you – so here's the thing, too. When you're building up, like, that layer, you don't want that layer to be super thick. Right. You you want it, like, a a good layer to protect the wood from burning on the outside. Like, that's the whole point of the layers. You don't want – your pipe itself to burn you just want the tobacco to burn right so yeah so with that guys uh some fun tips for uh pipe smoking i hope everyone gets a chance to get out on the water and have a good time but that is unfortunately all the time we have for this week so until next week y'all be safe well that's all the time we have today Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next week. Until then, stay frosty.